Life Notes with Sheldon, where we talk about ways to get off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best you. Good afternoon, friends, and thank you so much for enjoying me on this episode of Life Notes on this beautiful New Mexico sunny Saturday afternoon. I hope you'll join me every Saturday here on 1390 AM, a little after 3 o'clock, here on Life Notes with Sheldon, where we talk about ways to get you off the sidelines and back into the game as your best self. You know, I had a dream last night. I had a profound dream, a really interesting dream. And I was visiting with someone, I realized I'd forgotten what it was, and I tried to recall it, and I didn't. I want to share it with you after first thanking our sponsors on the spot cleaning all your commercial cleaning needs for deep cleaning around your home, for made-to-order, for your routine maid service of your home, providing excellent service, and to Chitty Lube out in Kirtland. You know you can take a 10-minute drive from Farmington and experience world-class vehicle service and maintenance with no weight. So this dream I was having, I had a dream that I was at a church service. But it wasn't just any church service. It was a unique church service. Because something happened there, something really interesting. Every single person in that building felt included and a part of things. And they were an integral part of what was going on. And there was so much joy and so much unity and so much praise and so much beauty. I woke up thinking, what was that? How amazing that was. How incredible, truly, truly incredible it was. Everybody felt special. Everyone felt needed. Everyone felt a part of a bigger whole. And the people who spoke, those in authority, whoever they were, they didn't speak to people as though on a podium. They spoke with people. They spoke with others as if they were one of them, not as if they were above. And it was received in love. And perhaps one of the most interesting things was the feeling. People contributed through music. They were appreciated. They shared their gifts because they felt accepted. Because they felt wanted. Because they felt a part of something bigger than them. With others. Without an agenda. But with the power of love. It was amazing. As I think about it, as I think about it and reflect on that, I think about how amazing that would be. Now, I've been in, in various churches, including my own. I've been in meetings where, where I felt a piece of that. I felt that for a while. But I haven't felt it in that profundity as I, as I did in that dream. Because I hate to say the problem, but perhaps one of the pitfalls we run into as communities is that there's often those who don't feel included. There's often those who don't feel apart. There's often those who don't feel needed. There's often those who don't feel accepted. There's often those who don't feel like they have anything to contribute. And friends, I hope in your church, your school, your organization, wherever you are, that you understand that there's people that don't feel appreciated. There's people that feel overlooked. And I don't know why I had that dream. I don't know what it meant exactly or what it was trying to teach me. 
but it did teach me something. It taught me of what can be, what could be, if we, as a body in any place, could drop down some of the protective barriers that we place and some of the pretense and be one. Be one in a cause. Be one in a group. Be one in love. Onward Christian soldiers, the song says. All one body we. One in harmony. There's so many things going on in the world right now. So many causes for contention. So many people are buying, purchasing, literally giving hordes of money or resources over to things that don't bring them joy. Tuning into things that don't bring them happiness or peace. You know, there's some who are obsessively tuning into things that bring them stress and worry. Over and over and over, constantly looking for what's bad is going to happen around the corner. Constantly looking for the danger or the suspense or the drama. Friends, we have to be very careful what we tune into in life. What we tune into in life, because it's kind of like a radio station. We have these receptors that are our brains and our souls, our wise mind, our hearts. And we determine the frequency. We determine that dial. We're totally in control of that dial. Now we're going to have life events that affect us, right? Sometimes we have something really crappy happen and it takes us to channel zero or channel minus three of negativity and woe. But we still have control over the dial. We can move up to channel 43 of positivity or channel 79 of joy and hope. Sometimes maybe even hit channel 95 of peace and harmony. But no matter what channel we're on, or what channel we've been bumped down to by circumstances in life, knowing and understanding that we have control of that dial is empowering and is incredibly hopeful. Because there's nothing worse in life than feeling trapped. Those of you who have been in a situation maybe with your health or with a relationship or who have struggled with mental illness of anxiety or depression or financial problems, the things that sometimes plague and affect us from time to time. Maybe you felt a time in your life when you were trapped, danged if you do and danged even if you don't. It's a horrible feeling. It's a horrible way to feel. An animal trapped in a fence, a barbed wire fence, you can see the misery, you can see the panic. And you can see eventually when they just give up hope. And friends, we cannot get to that point. We can't get entangled so much that we lose hope. We simply cannot risk that. It's not worth it. So what are we going to do? What are we going to tune into? That dial that we have, that power. We have to decide every day. What channel do you want to listen to? And then what channel do you want to be? Because you're not just receiving on this magnificent radio piece of equipment that is your mind and your body and your spirit. You're also broadcasting. Others can pick up into the channel and dial into you, but they're not going to want to dial into your station if you're broadcasting negativity, if you're broadcasting pessimism, if you're broadcasting things that criticize and demean. 
they are going to want to tune in if you are broadcasting hope, if you're broadcasting inspiration, if you're broadcasting educational things of interest. They will want to tune in and they will continue to tune in. And that's what we have to do. Zig Ziglar, the mighty Zig Ziglar, one of the most inspirational and incredible motivators of all time. I mean, when you consider the influence that that man had on so many people, he did it by being himself. Simple guy from Oklahoma, I believe it was, and he approached people that way. You know, when he went to a hotel and they would give him the very biggest room or the best room, he would give that to someone on his staff that was with him or someone traveling with him or even just another person. And he would stay in a normal room with normal beds like a normal person. He didn't like ostentatious gifts. He didn't like being necessarily the center of attention. And part of the magic of what made him so influential was that, that he was himself and he was his very best self. And he broadcast that to the world. And it's been amazing. I've been able to go to the Ziegler headquarters and visit with Tom, his son, and with his granddaughter and with some of his other associates. And, you know, sometimes when you go into something like that that seems too good to be true, you start looking for the flaw, maybe, or or, or what's the catch here? And there was none. These are truly amazing, incredible people who decided early on in life to tune in to those things that were going to set them on the path that we're going to navigate them to a path of prosperity, of positivity, of goodness, and of impact. And they did that because they tuned in, and they constantly tuned in. And and we have to do that. It's a course correction thing, right? We're going to get bumped back down. It's like the airplane in its navigational path. It's like the airplane in its navigational path. That gets constantly bumped off course a little bit, right? It doesn't just a straight line. Those navigating systems of an airplane, including the pilot, are constantly doing course correcting. And we have to do that with this dial, what we tune into. We're going to get bumped down to the station of negativity. We're going to get bumped down to the station of anger at times. Sometimes life circumstances will make us want to just turn off our radio altogether and mute the volume. But friends, we got to make sure that we are taking control of that dial. We have to make sure that what we are letting in is positive and growth-promoting because we have to broadcast. Our time always comes, and it always does, where we have to broadcast to others around us, to the world. And what we're going to broadcast is what we filled our mind and our soul and our head with. That's what we broadcast. That's what we have. That's what we gather around us. And so where are we gathering? Where are we accepting? Where are we offering reception from? What are we accepting and opening our lives to? What are you listening to? What are you tuning into? What are you reading? What kind of people are you allowing into your mind and your head? First of all, is the question we must ask ourselves. And then, what are they doing for us? What channel are they bumping us up to? that it channeled more towards the lower side of negativity or to the higher side of positivity and goodwill and hope. And those that are bumping us down, whatever it is, whatever it may be in our lives, we have to turn that down. We have to lower that volume. We may have to even mute it or avoid that channel. Because what we bring in is always what we broadcast. 
And the people around us need to be hearing songs of positivity. They need to be hearing words of hope. They need to be hearing stories of affirmation and inspiration. They need to be hearing the way we've overcome things so that they can do it too. They need to be educated by your life experiences. The wisest person doesn't make the mistakes for himself or herself. They don't touch the stove just to find out how hot it is and how bad it burns. They learn from the mistakes of others. And we have to start to be vulnerable and open up truly in a way that is going to allow others to realize our weakness, to realize our flaws. And first of all, we have to realize those. And that can be hard. It's hard to open ourselves up to what we've done wrong. It's hard to open ourselves up to ways that we have failed. It's hard to open ourselves up to the ways that we have let ourselves and others down. But when we start to be honest, truly honest about ourselves, about our habits, our tendencies, our mistakes, and when we start to accept those and begin the process of changing and altering those and thus altering the course of our future, we begin to have a powerful broadcast antenna that can reach others and that can help others. Not meaningless idle chatter, but words that can inspire and that can change and that can truly help others to change their path to a higher one. That can change their tendency to listen to lower frequencies that can change their tendency to lean towards negativity. And then what they will broadcast to others will inspire others as well. So it all starts every day into what we're tuning into, what we're going to listen to, what we're going to allow. And friends, I have some suggestions of things that have helped me tremendously that I want to offer to you as suggestions. And one of the very best has been that I downloaded the Audible app. You know, one of the things that Mr. Ziegler said is, is the best educational or university institution, he believes, is the one in his own automobile or your own automobile. And he's often said that we spend so much time in our car commuting, driving to soccer games, driving around, driving on trips. So much time of our life is spent in driving, a lot of it by ourselves in a car. And we have a tremendous opportunity when you multiply those minutes and hours over time. The compounding effect is incredible of what we have to be able to learn and grow. There is so much incredible content. But what are we tuning into? Downloading some of these incredible books, particularly studying the Stoic philosophers. You know, I think sometimes we're afraid of, of some of the philosophers because we feel like they're going to denigrate our beliefs or that somehow they were in contrary contrast to Christian beliefs or things like that. But they're, they're really an enhancement is what they are. The beauty of Stoic philosophy is that it doesn't come out trying to convince others. But it offers a lens by which we can view life, by which we can view it in a way that allows us to better comprehend it and see things for what they truly are. I've listened to some incredible books that have helped me understand myself better, understand my weakness, understand why I fall into some of the same pitfalls that I do and being able to do better. I've learned incredible things about history and science and amazing things that have happened in amazing people. 
And I'm so grateful for that culture I brought into my life of constant reading, of constant listening. Because it's created an incredible wealth of broadcasting potential that I have within me. And it's allowed me a better awareness of the propensity and the power that I have to either help or harm others by what I'm broadcasting. And it's expanded my horizons and it's expanded my hope and it's expanded my understanding of the world and of others. And it's been this incredible lens whereby I can view the world in a way that allows me to put it into perspective. What is this really? And is this problem that I'm obsessing or worrying about so much really that big of a problem? You know, I was uh, thinking the other day, someone was telling me something about something that was troubling them, something that was worrying them. And I couldn't help but compare that and contrast it into how large history is and how vast the future is and how in five years and 10 years and maybe even 30 minutes, that would be totally a useless worry. Friends, what are we tuning into? Are we tuning into our worries? Are we tuning into our hopes? What are we broadcasting to others? What are we listening to? Find things to listen to that inspire you. Find things that educate you. And if you listen to the news, try and make sure that it is news and not propaganda on either side because it so quickly can turn to that. Be aware of what you're allowing into your homes. Be aware of what you're allowing into your educational facilities of your car, of your headphones. Another thing that I like to do and have tried to do is to ask people that I admire. Ask people who have done great things. How did you do that? How were you able to do that? What inspired you? What taught you? What changed you? And friends, often there's resources all around us. Incredible resources. If we'll just ask, who's older than us? Who's smarter than us? Who's done something that we really want to do? Most people will be generous to share with us if we'll just take the time and that effort to ask them. Another thing has been reaching out to others for help. Recognizing that I can't do it all on my own. I can't do it all on my own. And we're not supposed to. That's not why we're here. Somebody wisely once said that the way we get to heaven is by holding hands. And whether you believe heaven is a state that we achieve here in this life or one far beyond, I believe it's true. The way that we get there is by holding hands and helping others out of their personal hell that they've dug for themselves. And we can only do that if we're advancing and stepping out of the pit onto the sidewalk, onto the path, getting out ourselves so we can help and lift others up and broadcast those words of peace and hope to them. Another tremendous help to me that I'd like to recommend you is to getting into nature, appreciating nature, finding time to walk by the river, to walk in a forest, to go in a grove of trees, to find a place of peace, and to appreciate it. And finding time to meditate, and to pray, and to be in peace, and to be in quiet. It's interesting, sometimes we think that the way that we have to achieve, the way that we have to take care of a problem or an issue is to run like the sky is falling. Run and run and do more and do more quicker. And interestingly enough, some of the best ways that we can find the capacity to deal with any given situation is to stop 
to stop the running, to stop the frantic panic, and to pray, and to listen, and to meditate, and to feel, and to be at peace and solitude and quiet. And oftentimes this is the most powerful thing that we can do to deal with our problem or issue. And then learning to put things in perspective. Is this issue that you're facing really as critical as it is? Is the problem or perplexity that you're trying to solve really such an outlandish equation that you need the help of Einstein? Or a supercomputer? Is your problem really that much different from your neighbor's problem or anyone else's problem? Because largely, we go through the same things in life, just in different measure and different times. And we can normalize some of these things and see them for what they are. What is it really? What is the nature of what's in front of you? And when we start to see things for what they truly are, we start to realize that they're not nearly as intimidating as we think. What is your problem really going to steal from you? What is it really going to impede you from? The majority of the time, I would say not as much as you think and not as quickly as you think. Clearly, we go through tragedies, some of us that are horrific and horrible, and those are exceptions to this. But by and large, the things that we face are faceable. The things that we face that we think we can't do are doable because millions of people before us, millions of people currently and in the future, have done them, and will do them, and will go through them. And friends, I want to broadcast to you today and let you know that you can, and you will, and you have every potential, and every capacity, and every tool that you need to get past what you're struggling with, to accomplish that dream, to get out of that negative feedback loop, to get out of that habit, or whatever it is, the tendency that causes grief in your life and others. You can do this. We can do this. That's the power of hope. That's the power of humanity. And that's the power of the oneness and the spirit of assisting and helping others and the lifting others, but we have to lift ourselves out first. And the start of that comes into where we tune that dial each day. What station, what frequency are we going to tune into at any given time? And the law of average over our life is what determines the quality ultimately. What have we tuned into the majority of the time? That's what we're left with to broadcast to those that we love, to those that we want to inspire, to anybody that we want to help. And so friends, what are you going to tune into this week? I want you to tune into something positive. I want you to tune into something educational. I want you to tune into people that are going to lift and inspire you to be your best self. Where do you find those? What do you find those from? Because when we start to tune into those things, we can have that dream that I mentioned at first. We can have that unity, that oneness, that immense feeling of love and camaraderie that everyone feels. We can have that more in our lives. We can have that more in our workplace. We can have that more in our churches if we'll just tune in and tune in vigorously and frequently to things that are going to make us. You have been listening to Life Notes with Sheldon. Listen every week for a brand new note on life. We hope that we have given you a way 
to get off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best you.